my, my job is to somehow make them curious enough or persuade them by hook or crook to get more aware of themselves and where they came from and what they are into and what is already there and just to bring it out. This is what compels me to compel them. And I will do it by whatever means necessary. Welcome to the Black Girls Heal podcast, where we talk about healing our intimacy disorders, unresolved trauma, and building a healthy relationship with first ourselves and then others. Every episode, we will talk about advice you can apply today to break unhealthy patterns and grow in your self-worth. I'm Sheena Lachey, love addiction coach and trauma specialist. Let's begin. Hey, ladies, and welcome to the latest episode of Black Girls Heal. This week, we are going to be getting into codependency. What does it look like? Steps you can take to unlearn your codependency. And also, if you may actually be on the other side of codependency, so not really someone who has it, but maybe someone that is encouraging codependency on someone else, and some things for you to keep in mind and consider, if so. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Before we get started, let's take a small break to say thank you to this week's sponsors. Attention to all my proud plant parents. It is time to give all of your plant babies the best nutrition you can, starting from the bottom up. And that starts with the best soil to help them grow happy, nourished, and strong. Coast of Maine is an organic soil brand that is approved for organic growing and has been sourced from ocean waters and farms for over 28 years. With a full range of products that support every garden and lawn, Coast of Maine products are made to restore roots to the natural world. If your soil lacks appropriate nutrients for success, by adding Cosamain products, it will help regenerate the healthy microbes in your soil and set you up for gardening success. And if you have a vegetable garden, not only do you benefit via an abundant harvest, but find that there is less need to maintain and feed throughout your season. Cosamain continually perfects the art and science of sourcing, mixing, and composting products worthy of the people and place that inspired their brand and the healthier world it was built to serve. Cosamain believes in nurturing relationships with local retailers. The products are carried by tons of local retail partners who can provide advice and insight that is not found in the big box stores. Costa Maine knows from beginner to expert, anyone who takes a hand to the land has something to offer the growing community for gardeners everywhere, which is why I love how they make organic gardening simple and approachable for everyone. So let's get growing. Visit costamaine.com to find a local retailer near you. Coast of Maine, like the state with an E.com. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Before we get started, let's take a small break to say thank you to this week's sponsors. So you've heard me share about my journey with vitamin D and how a deficiency was causing havoc in my life, causing depression that was not helped by therapy, emotional support skills, and other resources that I had access to because the source was organic and coming from inside my body. And it was only by healing my body with vitamin D supplements that I actually saw change. And I'm not alone with me being part of the 82% of black women in America who struggle with the vitamin D deficiency due to our melanin not being able to synthesize as much vitamin D from the sun. But Black Girl Vitamins is a proud black owned brand that develops vitamins to address the specific needs of black women like iron and vitamin D deficiency. Each purchase contributes to a scholarship fund that supports black women pursuing healthcare education. Plus they're vegan friendly and 
free from harmful additives. Try Black Girl Vitamins to see improved health in areas such as energy, fertility, and pregnancy support, balancing your blood sugar, and more. Get 10% off your first order with the code HEAL10 at blackgirlvitamins.co. That's B-L-A-C-K-G-I-R-L-V-I-T-A-M-I-N-S dot co and use promo code HEAL10 to get $10 off. Take control of your health and level up your summer with Black Girl Vitamins. It's time to make this summer your healthiest one yet. First, a couple of announcements. I want to remind you that we are gathering our waitlist for the Spending and Dating Money Rehab course. I am so excited about launching our first ever round of this course with the women who are interested. Um, This is for those of us who compulsively give or debt or hoard our money. Um, This episode is actually perfectly timed because one of the things that we are going to hit on is codependent giving. So codependent giving is when you are using money to try to take care of, fix, and appease people in your life, um, even when it's to your own detriment. Um, And there's no limits. Um, There's no boundaries. You give even when you don't really want to give because you feel guilty, because you feel um, ashamed, because you feel obligated. Um, That is where the definition of the compulsion comes from, right? So even when you don't want to, you seem to not have control over it. Um, There's an insatiable need to, to give. So if that is something that you deal with, I would love for you to be a part of the spending and debting money rehab course. You know, those of us who are codependent, it really does come from a place of love. Yes, our own insecurity and our own wounding, which I will get into, but we are very caring, nurturing, compassionate people, and that is not a weakness, right? And if we really want to learn how to love others better, if we want to be the best nurturers that we can in our lives, the way that we do that is that we get healthy. And so it's that, it's that, um, it's the fact that when you go into an airplane, they tell you to put your mask on first, right? And it is so true. You cannot give other people what you don't have. And a lot of times, especially when we're codependent, we say, well, let me get everybody else right. Let me get just my life straight. Let's get all this other stuff. And then I'll focus on myself. And that's backwards. The way you get your life straight and the way you help other people is you help yourself first. Okay. So if any of that seems um, like it's sticking with you, relevant to you, I want you to go ahead and get on that wait list. Um, This would be awesome um, for those of you who have been waiting to join Learn to Thrive, um, which is our main signature course that helps women heal from the effects of having an intimacy disorder and secure attachment. And my students leave the course having more improved relationships with their family members, either by way of learning how to not be as triggered and have better boundaries and therefore um, having um, a better relationship with them or learning how to let go of the shame and projection that unresolved family trauma has put on them. And then also by building the, the relationships, romantic relationships and also the friendships that they have always wanted. Um, so finally going into no contact and cutting off the people who've been toxic to them, learning how to truly love themselves and not lose themselves, learning how to thrive. Um, that is the name of the course for a reason. So, um, if you have been waiting to get on that, 
um, on that bus, um, the money rehab will be a really great alternative for you because we are using a lot of the information that I teach in that course to help you get your money and your relationship with money and your relationships with others right. Um, and if you are like, well, I really want to learn to thrive, you need to go on that wait list. If you're already not on, go to learn to thrive course.com. And I always say wait list because depending on when you listen to this or see a post on Instagram is whether or not the doors will be open or not. So, um, go ahead and go there for more information, learn to thrive course.com. And then also y'all. The first Black Girls Heal Retreat. I will be opening doors for you to register in the coming weeks. And so if you want to be the first to know when we are going to launch and when you can go ahead and reserve your seat, there will only be a few limited spots. Um, I want this to be a place where we can all get our inner healing and family trauma um, cleared out. Um, Women are telling me also they want to work on their relationships at the same time. And so um, I am making sure that this is going to be something that I would want to attend and something that I would want to know that I can leave with tangible, real, practical transformation and results. And so um, I am limiting the number of seats for that reason. So if you want to be the first to know when the doors open, you need to be on the Black Girls Heal mailing list. Um, there is no wait list. If you have downloaded anything that I have given out, whether it's a freebie, whether or not you signed up for um, a webinar masterclass, um, whether or not you are on the wait list for the um, Money Rehab or Learn to Thrive, um, you will be getting an email in the next couple of weeks. And so would love to have you there to see you and meet you in person and give you um, intentional one-on-one -on -one support and connection. If you've downloaded any of those things, um, but you are not getting twice a week emails from me um, because I send out tips and support twice a week on Mondays and Thursdays, then that means you unsubscribed, girl, and you need to resubscribe if you want to know. So um, just you can send me a message um, at Sheena at BlackGirlsHeal.org if you want to be re-added, um, or you can um, let me know on Instagram, send me a DM or in the Facebook group. But yeah, if you want to be the first to know, you got to be on the list. And that is it. So let's talk about codependency. Um, this is probably something that I hear often that women want to learn about. And so when, when I'm teaching about relationships and intimacy and connection support, these are all things that help people who have codependency. But I also understand that sometimes talking about it head on, um, and using the real, um, just using the real name of it, the label of it can be really, really helpful and clarifying. So when you Google codependency, what it says is that it is excessive emotional or psychological reliance on a partner, um, typically one who requires support on the account of an illness or addiction. So in other words, we really depend on someone for our emotional relief, um, our happiness, our sense of selves, our psychological and mental well-being. Um, we depend on that from other people. 
And even though the definition says partner, you can be codependent with a family member. You can be codependent with your child and really needing them to let you know that you're good enough as a parent and that you're doing everything right. Um, you can do it even with um, things that are not people, with a job. Um, as a former workaholic, um, I know that very well. So depending on your performance or this entity, entity to help you feel good enough. And if things are bad at work, then you're bad. If things are bad in your relationship or if your partner feels bad, then you feel bad. There's no separation um, from yourself. And um, I really think the key here um, in this Google definition that they may not even know that they did is it says typically one that requires support because they are ill or addicted. And so that's the traditional sense. So that people people who are codependent, they're only codependent with people who have addictions, you know, so the people who are enabling the addiction and enabling means that you help people stay sick. You're trying to help them, but you're actually helping them do their nasty behaviors or their self-destructive behaviors even more, right? So the people who say, well, I do go ahead, people who may have a, a, a drug addiction, and they say, well, I help them and I give them money because I don't want them to not have any food and I don't want them to not have any lights because they're spending all their money on drugs. But really, you're giving them money that they're going to get to you spending on drugs because you um, because they're addicted. <laughs> so you're actually helping them have the issue. And also, even if they do spend it on the actual bills or if you're paying their bills for them, they actually never hit their bottom. They not They don't ever hit a place where they need or are forced to kind of look at what they've created and change. And so addiction and how to best support people who are addicts in your life is another conversation for another day. There's, um, there's been a lot more um, talk about is the complete withdrawal of love and support, which is often taught the right way to help someone who is struggling with an addiction. Um, and we can go really deep into that. But for the purpose of this episode, the reason why I thought this was a really good thing to point out is because um, people who have an illness or an, or an addiction are people who have some kind of incapacity to take care of themselves. And so those of us who grow up to be codependent, we did so because we grew up in homes where we had people around us who had some kind of incapacity to take care of themselves. And sometimes it is an illness or an addiction, or sometimes it's because they refuse to take care of themselves, or they charged us to be responsible for things that were not appropriate and not right for us to be in charge of as little children. So the parent who has a lot of rage um, has a whole lot of depression, and they're not owning it themselves. They're going through life as if nothing is happening, but you can feel it in the air. You can feel the energy. You're afraid of what's going to happen when daddy comes home. Is he going to be... Um, angry today. Um, mama's in bed all day, um, but she's telling you, it's okay, baby. Mama's just tired. She's just going to lay down. And this is the, the norm every day. So what happens is, is you as a child, um, one, you're not blind. Um, you see the things that are going on. Two, you love your parent. Um, and three, there are real um, consequences that happen when mommy doesn't get out of bed for days um, at a time. Or when dad comes home and he um, gets triggered and starts smashing stuff or starts hitting people or hitting the wall um, or disappears for days at a time. And so you as a child, you want to fix it. And so um, that prepares you 
and um, makes you someone who subconsciously or even consciously, depending on if your parents directly told you, I, I need you to help me. I need you to help the family. You know, you're the oldest or um, you're the only one here. You're the only one who listens to me. Um, you know, your daddy ain't around. Whatever, whatever specifically or directly might have been said or the things that were not said, um, it created a pattern in us to be the official caretakers to be the problem solvers, to be the heroes of the family. And sometimes we're the heroes that are appreciated and told, thank you so much for what you've done. And sometimes we're the ones who are taken for granted and we're kind of saving the day in the background. Um, but it gives us a false sense of empowerment, a false sense of um, being good enough because we are basing our good enoughness on how good we take care of other people, right? And that is... Um, an unhealthy way to be one because people are fickle. Um, and also it is not your job to take care of others. Um, especially because the, the cost of that is that you don't take care of yourself. And because your sense of identity is based on whether or not you can save people. Also, when you don't have anyone around you who, um, to save, who you can save, you are constantly kind of looking for these people to do so. We got baby Aiden here. So if you hear any, um, any, <laughs> any little noises, that is him having a really good nap. Um, so what was I saying? I don't even know where I was, but we go out and we kind of look for people who we can save. Um, we look for people who are broken. Um, those are the people that we are most attracted to. Those are the people who are most attracted to us. Um, somehow we continually find ourselves in these situations and we just don't know how. Well, that's because there is pain on the inside that you need to heal um, that will transform that. Um, those of us who may have been trying to work on this for years, you may have even told yourself, that's it. I'm not doing this anymore. Um, I'm only going to be friends with these kind of people or do these kind of things. And somehow or another, you still end up being in friendships um, where you're taken advantage of or where you're constantly giving more than the other people um, or um, in romantic partnerships where of course that happens um, the same. Um, in these family relationships with people who you're like, I'm grown, I don't need to be doing this anymore, but yet and still you still kind of jump when they call or you feel guilt when you do say no, whatever it may be, right? Um, because, um, there's, this, there's an inner healing process you need to go through to heal this codependency. So for you to first get started, first thing that you need to know is that you are not responsible for saving or fixing anybody else. And I know you know that, but I need you to know that. I need you to know that deep down on the inside. Um, at the time of recording right now, I've actually recorded um, a bonus episode that I'm, I'm not sure if I'm going to post. So this may be um, a double message, but one of the things that I had to learn how to do is to say no to the people and the things that I was, I was very comfortable um, and I felt obligated to take. Hey, we hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Let's take a quick break to say thanks to this week's sponsors. 
As our country continues to grow and make new meaning of the intersection between current and historical events, it is so important to stay connected to the voices and the leaders who are influencing what progress, connection, equality, and truth mean to us as Black people. The next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective. From Bobby Shmurda to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black stories, Black truths. Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection from some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the Black experience. Hear a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center Black voices. It's NPR Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as varied, nuanced, and Black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, we hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Let's take a quick break to say thanks to this week's sponsors. Care of. I had in my mind that if I were to step out, that people would literally be homeless. They didn't want to have any food, that they would get depressed because I was the one who kept all the clocks ticking. I was the one that kept everything turning and not, I didn't think it was in an ego way, um, but it was in an ego way and not because I was being narcissistic, but that was something that I was taught and trained my whole life that Sheena, you are needed for such and such to happen. If we don't have you, then, you know, we don't know what we would do, that kind of stuff, right? So I was kind of primed to be stuck in this place where I was constantly giving and taking care and saving the day and being this Messiah savior. So when I entered therapy and even outside of therapy, when I would have friends who may politely suggest that I didn't need to do whatever I thought I needed to do, I would get very angry and I would get very resentful and I would just dismiss it. And I'd be like, well, you don't understand, like maybe for some other people, but my people, my situations, my friends, like it really is dire. They, they don't have anything like I need to be there. Is it simply that the support that you're giving just kind of keeps people at the sustaining level where they still need the help? And if that's the case, if you're not really helping them get better and it's not getting fixed, then maybe something needs to be altered, right? Ladies, I am so excited to share that for this podcast episode, I've partnered with eHarmony, the dating app that helps people find real genuine connection. And for me, this app has absolutely held true to their promise, connecting me to a truly incredible relationship and partnership with someone who truly gets me. Dating apps can be so hard when it comes to filtering through persons who you may not have anything in common with or who may not be super serious about the process and committed. With eHarmony's one-of-a-kind compatibility quiz, you get a baseline standard in every match of your compatibility around values, communication styles, likes and dislikes, energy levels, and so much more. 
My experience with eHarmony has always been superb with not only the quality of men I was matched with, but also with our compatibility when dating, eliminating the stress of feeling as if I was wasting my time. So join the dating app that helps users find their most authentic relationships. eHarmony, get who gets you and start free today. Hey, we hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Let's take a quick break to say thanks to this week's sponsors. And also by you being there, you're actually stopping them from saving themselves and figuring out how to do life on their own for that organization to figure out how are they going to change their patterns? How are they going to start standing on their own two feet, whatever it may be related to that? I want, I'm going to teach you the most loving thing that you can say to someone. Anytime you're starting to feel like, man, I don't know what to do. Um, how can I best help them? I, I got a secret phrase for you. That is the most loving thing that you can say. Are you ready? Get a pen, get your, get your phone out, get your notepad. You ready? The phrase is no, no, period. No period with a T. <laughs> no, no, just no is the most loving phrase that you can say to people because it is the most loving thing because it teaches people how to have boundaries because often people that we're codependent with do not have boundaries and that's part of why their life is in so much chaos because they're constantly trying to give or take or require or guilt or manipulate the situation, whatever it may be. But by us showing them no, we're teaching how it is possible to still be in relationship and have limits. We're teaching how we can love ourselves and still be in relationship. And we're modeling what a healthy sense of self and what a healthy personal interaction and connection with someone actually looks like. Constantly having to say yes to someone is not a relationship. That's servitude, right? That's servitude because you're not even getting paid for it, right? If, if you're paying me good money, I'll take that assistantship. I'll be an administrative assistant if it's enough money, if I'm getting paid my worth, right? But it's, it's thankless work because the person feels entitled and you feel indebted and you feel drained. So if you want to have an actual relationship with someone, no has to be a part of the vocabulary. And sometimes it's no period because no is a complete sentence. If you've been in a self-help world for a while, you've heard that phrase before. No is a complete sentence. You don't need to explain it. And sometimes, because I've watched this go on the other extreme, people are like, I don't have to explain myself and I'm just going to say no. Sometimes it's a really shitty thing for you to say no and to say it like in a harsh way. You're not apologizing for yourself if you tell someone why you're saying no. You're helping them understand. You're teaching. You're teaching why this boundary and limit exists. And they can choose to be upset about it or not. You're not trying to fix it. But sometimes no plus a statement is really good. And sometimes that statement needs to be the truth. Sometimes the problem that happens with saying no is that instead of us saying no, when we add something to it, we're lying. So instead of you saying, no, I just don't feel like coming to that. You say, no, I got a, yeah, I got a other thing I got to do. Sometimes the thing you got to do is just lay in bed and watch Netflix. No, I'm too tired to make it. Or no, I really don't like that person. So I'm just going to sit out 
for this brunch. I mean, what's wrong with the truth? The truth is bad because you think it's bad. And you think it's bad probably because you're not used to being honest about your needs and your wants because of how you grew up, right? Another thing that you have to learn, you have to learn how to identify it, to feel comfortable with it, and to, to own it. And the last point I wrote down about this is just to kind of double back that when you say, when you are active in your codependency, you are living in some kind of deprivation to yourself, either an emotional deprivation, a mental deprivation, spiritual, um, physical, some way, financial, whatever it may be. Um, you're in some kind of deprivation because you're forsaking yourself to take care of somebody else. And that is not a good way to teach others how to love themselves and how to show up in the world, right? Um, it creates an unhealthy balance that just carries on throughout life. So the person that you are codependent with or the people that you're codependent with, whether it's an ex or a current partner, whether it's your children, whether it's friendships, relationships, family members, whatever it may be, by you stepping back and you focusing on you, you are helping them learn how to love themselves, believe it or not, but you are because you're, you're creating a new brain pattern that shows them there's an alternative way to show up in this world. And that is okay. It's actually okay. Also, you have more to give. Like I said, also at the beginning of the episode, you have more energy, more joy. You're not resentful because you have taken care of yourself. And then you can also more accurately assess the situation to see what the needs are to see if you're actually the best person to be there. Maybe you're not. Maybe you need to connect them with somebody else, or maybe this is a situation that's best for them to walk through on their own. And you just being a kind, compassionate friend by watching and listening and offering unconditional support in the form of, I still think that you're a great person, but nothing other than that. Or sometimes I still think you're a great person. And then here's the truth of the situation to help you get better. You know, when we're codependent, it's hard for us to tell the truth. When we are codependent with a person, it's hard for us to be honest about what we actually think and what we feel because, again, we have taken ownership of their feelings and all of their sense of being. And we think, well, I can't really tell them what I actually think because then they'll be hurt. And if they're hurt, then I'm hurt. So I'm just going to carry all of their pain, all of their shame, along with my own pain and my own shame, and it'll, it'll all work out. And it never does work out. Okay? So be honest, say no, um, put up boundaries. I also promised that I was going to talk about um, us being on the other end of this. So maybe the person who encourages codependency. And you may be thinking, who would want to make someone codependent on you? Um, who would like be that evil? or be that heartless or cold, and you may feel a little bit of like self-righteousness, like that could never be you. Hold on, let's see. So I have in front of me one of my um, worksheets from the Learn to Thrive program um, that talks about kind of the qualifications of codependence, and you can get this your own on your own by, you know, Googling. But I just want to point out some of the things that um, some of us listening may be guilty of. Before I say the things... The reason why you would encourage someone to be codependent on you is because the focus comes to you because you have someone who is by your side. You have someone who is attending to you. You have someone who it feels like love, right? It feels like they're, they're taking care of you. Um, it feels like you're not alone. 
So there's a whole lot of reasons why we would actually relish and be really happy that someone's codependent on us uh, and make us feel safe because it means that we won't be abandoned. If someone feels obligated to us or feels indebted to us or feels um, um, this, this spiritual connection and tie to us, then we can never be alone, right? Um, but it's also very false and it's very empty because those of us who have codependent relationships, we know how tender it is. We know how fragile it is. There's a constant paranoia and um, fear around, well, what if this happens and what if that happens, which is why we have these toxic cycles to bring someone back in um, or push them away and all these games that happen and why nobody's honest. In a true relationship where you can be yourself, you don't have to worry about the lying. You don't have to worry about minimizing your feelings to protect somebody else. Um, yes, in a healthy relationship, you may um, you may filter what you say because you're not going to be completely insulting and demeaning, but that's different than completely minimizing and withholding the truth of what you feel and what's going on. So on this list, the things that we may um, consciously or subconsciously encourage someone to do is to neglect their needs to take care of us. We may guilt other people whenever they're going out to hang out with their friends. They've spent their whole week with you, but whenever they go out and hang out with somebody else, then you feel, you feel some kind of way about it. You feel like they are choosing someone outside of you. And so we get pleasure when they um, ditch other people for us. We feel like they're choosing us when really you're encouraging someone to be unhealthy. It is healthy for your partner or for whoever it may be to have other friendships without you. It is good for them to be their own person and have an, a, a sense of self outside of you and outside of your partnership. We may also be encouraging codependency if we like that our partners, and I'm, I'm, gonna st I'm going to go into partner talk more than kind of family and friends because it's, it's easier to discuss. But um, we may also be slipping into this if we really enjoy when our partners come to us for our approval on all areas of their life, little or big, you know? So do I look good in this? Or what do you think I should do with my job? And, um, you know, my mama told me this, what do you think, you know, where we become the filter for all of their decisions in life when um, they need us. We love to be needed, right? And so when we foster and when we encourage that to be the nature of our relationships, we are taking away this person's ability, ability to make their own decisions, to feel empowered, to feel strong, to feel mature. And we are becoming a perpetrator. You know, whether or not, we may not be punching someone in the face, but we are taking away their emotional security and safety. Um, we're taking away their ability to um, trust their own instincts, which is important. And if there's someone who doesn't make the best decisions, then the way that we love someone is that we help them learn what they need to have more wisdom to make better decisions. We don't become their oracle. We don't become their, their fortune cookie or their mini eight ball that they, that they, their magic eight ball that they come to, to tell them which direction to go. We help them learn how to make the healthy adult decision for themselves. It feels good as, as well, as far as us encouraging codependency, where they um, side with us for everything and they don't have their own opinion. 
um, when they just know better than to to say something and disagree with us. Um, that feels really good. And that is also detrimental for the reasons that I said above. You're not actually in partnership with a real person. You're in partner with a servant. And if you want someone to be your servant, then you may have some bigger issues than this podcast is um, talking about for this episode. Um, you may actually be an abuser and a perpetrator versus having some tendencies of being abusive in the moment. And for those of you who who with especially with me just kind of naming that if you do not want to have tendencies of being abusive in your relationship then you can change you know that you're not an abuser because in me talking about this right now you may feel some guilt you may feel a little bit of shock you may feel a little bit of shame which um, can be healthy emotions to get you to change right a person who's an abuser or a narcissist um, one would not even be listening to this podcast in the first place um, at all. And if they did listen to it, they would just be listening to it because it's for somebody else. It's not for them. Um, they would have gotten what they needed, the validation that they needed probably 15 minutes into this to use against the people that they're talking to um, and encouragement for them to be more codependent on themselves. So I just want to alleviate any fears that you are bad or something wrong with you. The reasons why you may be encouraging other people to be codependent on you is because you have been hurt and you have gone through some things. And this, this is the way that you learn to get people to be there for you, that people are not going to be there for you unless they are dependent or, um, there's an unhealthy connection. This has been your normal your whole life. And so it makes sense that you may not have known better because no one told you better. And so it's okay right? We are all growing. We are all learning. We all have ways that we interact in relationships that we have to unlearn. And that's okay. It's just part of the healing process. So if any of this is happening in your partnerships and in your relationships, um, and now you're aware, I would love if you went and if you talked to your partner about it, check the facts, see, Hey, I heard this on this podcast. Do you ever feel this way? Do you ever feel like this is what I'm doing? Or this is how you feel? And if they say yes, then y'all need to make strides and changes for this person to be their own individualized human being. And you, good person, it is not your job to fix that for them. The only thing that is your job is to be aware of when you're shutting down the other person being their own strong, mature adult version of themselves. And for you to be in charge of your own, for you to stop doing that, for you to encourage them to have their own opinion and to disagree with you. And to go out and have a life outside of you. That, that's your job. It's their job to do the healing work that would let them be in that kind of partnership. Which means they have to do their own therapy. They need to go through their own program. They need to join Learn to Thrive themselves. Right? Um, but that is not for you to fix. So, hopefully this episode was um, well-rounded. And that it gave you a lot of insight. Um, not only to what codependency is and where it comes from, but also how we can make sure that we're not encouraging other people to be codependent ourselves. As always, I would love if you would take a screenshot of the podcast, um, share the part that is the most important to you or where you're listening to it at. Let me know that you are here with me um, and tag me in your IG stories so that I know who's a part of the Black Girls Heal family. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. 
before we get started, let's take a small break to say thank you to this week's sponsors. 